In this podcast, I'm interviewed myself. I'm actually the guy being interviewed by Ben Laverty, who's going to interview me about a great new project we started. We're going to be breaking ground in the spring called the Blenheim Business Incubator Shared Office. It's a it's a cool uh, sort of concept developed from uh, actually Mr. Money Mustache's idea of a of a club that he he developed in Colorado. So we're excited. We're going to break ground, and Ben also asked me a few questions about the book. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Sveck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Hey guys, Ben Laberty here and I'm with Henry Sveck. And Henry, good to see you good again. Good to see you, Ben. Nice and, to see you. And uh, you've got some exciting stuff. And we're at Charlie's Cafe. Now, this is the first time I've been to Charlie's Cafe and it's inside the Life... Uh, What's the, what's the center called? Life by Design. Life by Design Center. And they have an awesome gym behind us. This is very yeah, cool. Great. So first time I've been in here, and you got tasty coffee made by the barista, <laughs> Matthew Smith. So uh, we got some exciting stuff to talk about, and that is a business incubator. Yes. And what exactly is that? Well, the idea came up. We have a small lot on the main street here in Blenheim, and the idea came up, you know, how can you best utilize that space? And I work a lot from home, and sometimes you get a little snaky when you're working from home. Okay. And also have a lot of meetings, and usually end up at a coffee shop, which is great for a while. But um, the idea came out really from Mr. Money Mustache. I, I, we talked a little bit about that, where um, he had started something like this in Colorado. Right. Small town, well, actually 87,000 people, so not a small town. But the idea came up, how can we use that space to create the same idea, where people can come in whenever they want, use a nice space, collaborate with others, have meetings, and just basically use it to to encourage young people and people my age who want right. to start another business in, in their next career or whatever they want to do. Hey guys, don't be scared to share uh, this and ask questions. So the cool thing now, did I read that right, $50 a month? Right, and we're going to have it for $50 a month as a membership, so that's all you have to pay. You okay. get 24-7 access and you get uh, a meeting room you can book online to book whenever you need it. Okay, would the, would the meeting room be an additional cost? No, 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 it's all included. So you're talking, and you get Wi-Fi? You get Wi-Fi, well that's going to be a challenge, I'm not sure, I've talked to different people about how strong it is downtown, hopefully yep. it'll be really great, okay. uh, but we're, we might have to jack that up a bit, but it's Wi-Fi and uh, you know, a great space to go work. Hey Brent, hey Deb, how you guys doing? Um, so yeah, you got... So who is this ideal for? Like for me, I wish it was in, in Chatham years ago when you're starting, yeah. you're trying stuff that you're not sure of, and $50 a month is a pretty low investment right? Uh, to go out and venture off and try something. Well, it's you know it, it comes from a number of places. My son Joshua, who works in Calvino, Scotia, he's also a partner in a company. He says he goes to a lot of these places, because, and he has a virtual office now because to get out of the house and do his work just to get out and interact with others. People who work from home, I've talked to people who are professionals and, and Erio and around who who work full-time out of their homes, full-time. Right. But they need to get out because it's there all the time and they yep. need a place to get out and interact with others. So there's a social connection. You know, we went through that whole telecommuting thing where people were all working from home and we realized people still need social connections. 
Right. So that's the first thing. People who are working from home who want to come out. Young people who want to start a new business. Or people who want to start a side hustle, which is one of my favorite topics. Where people a side work, hustle, yeah. Well, it's, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. And so people who are working for someone 40 hours a week or maybe three days a week and for 40 hours, they want to always start a small business right. or maybe start a consulting business or whatever. And you need that kind of encouragement. So the other thing we want to promote is having people come once a month to talk to members about you know, their struggles in running a business. I've been through all kinds of them. Other people I know would do the same thing. And we would basically support the people if they're in that group who are young startup kind of people. You find that people just being around more people just become more successful? Well, if they're um, positive. The problem is positive. people... Uh, well, how many, how many spots are going to be available? Well, that's an interesting question. So we have, uh, there'll be five workspaces in the meeting room. I can just tell you Mr. Money Mustache has 50 members and he thinks he can have 80 because it's not utilized all the time. People right. use it on. So we'll start with just 10 people. Yeah. We're not going to make it large just to see how the utilization is. I've talked to Keyway, which is a Blenheim company. They're going to do all the locks with me so we have, you know, keep data on who goes in and when. Okay. So we make sure the flow is right because people don't want to go there and not be able to get a space. Yep. And the back room, because of ADD and stuff, some people like we may want to have that back room to work right, right. to shut off all the noise. So we'll see how it goes. But it's going to be a, a, a really great educational experience. Yeah. And Kim Moore was just saying uh, they're like looking forward to see how this evolves because it is a great idea. It's a great atmosphere kind of that you build. Now, um, there's going to be a meeting room, like a boardroom? Yeah, there's, it's, just, it's about a 100 square foot meeting room. We're also getting some artisans to build the desks out of wood. We're going to okay. get some really cool wood built. Um, the only challenge, I don't want to bring this up. The challenge is, this is what we're talking The challenge, so three years ago I was going to build a live workspace in the same spot. Okay. So the front would be about 400, 500 square feet. The back would be a really nice four or 500 square foot, you know, bachelor small apartment. We had a lot of problems getting municipal approval. Okay. So for about a year I put a sign up, I can't build here because of you. <laughs> so that didn't go over well. So this time... We're not asking for any... You've room. never been a controversial never. guy. So this time what we're going to do is we're strictly going with the zoning, although we're probably going to have some barriers with building something on that lot. Nothing's been built in town for about 40 years. Okay, and when's the timeline for this project? Well, uh, this month we're going to have all the drawings done. We're going to put in for um, we're gonna have tenders for people who want to work with us to build it, and then we'll put in for the building permit and go through those steps. We want to be ready to dig it by the spring. Okay. And hopefully we'll be finished midsummer. Midsummer, that's quick. Hopefully, well, it's a small building. It's only 800 yeah. square feet. Come on. Yeah, that is that's exciting stuff. How much uh, feedback have you got? Well, most of the feedback has either been, you know, you, you can't do that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do that because it's you know crazy and small and all that stuff. I, I love the idea. You can't do that because it's crazy. <laughs> from the business side, so from the business side, this is probably not a great business idea because the taxes are going to be between three to eight thousand a year. Property oh, man. So we're going to have to really look at it. That's why we have to keep it small. If yep. we made it large, we could be paying ten, fifteen thousand a year in taxes. Yeah. Which you can't do and do what we want to do as far as getting people in there for a very little um, entry fee. So we're gonna work on that, try to design it right so that we can still meet the needs of the community, but still see when I was a kid I came to Blenheim, we had, you know, Durfee's bakery, you went and got ice cream and baked goods, then you went to the meat guy and it, so so town had a lot of reasons to come and this is maybe a newer reason, but hopefully it'll bring some people in for a while. Hope it works out well for a small town from Brenton. He's in Montreal right now watching. Um, so for $50 a month. You can't get over that. Hey, why do you have you, such a problem? You're not making any money. Is this kind of like well, a hobby? No, no. We're, we're, it's a bit. Listen, it's got to live on its own. It's like it's got to grow up and make its own. So <clears throat> there's two. Excuse me. I have a bit of a cold. There's two real methods. One is. 
it's kind of like sports. Uh, someone's going to name the building, so someone can have the name on the building. Okay. Okay. And then someone can name the meeting room. All right. And someone can name all six of the workspaces. So that will help us hopefully with property taxes and utilities. Right. If people, you know, we get our ten people, we'll be able to pay for cleaning and that kind of thing. And it'll be a, <clears throat> not a great business, but it'll be okay. Sounds like fun. It sounds well, like an adventure. <clears throat> because anything new like this is always interesting. And anything that I think if you can give back a little bit, I just think that there's a lot of people who are retired executives who live around here. And there's a lot of young, I work with some young people in this community who are doing great businesses. They just need mentoring. They, yeah. they need some support, and they need access to some cases capital. And uh, I think that's all you need. It would be fun to really have some people come in um, who are living here to start something like that. These will right. all be tech businesses, bro. Yeah. Uh, Amy says this is the best best cafe in Chatham, Kent. <laughs> Matt, is that true? This is the best cafe. I'm not going to tell you. Absolutely. The barista says it's true. The coffee tastes great. You grind it and take it home too. I have all this in my house. You grind it and take it home. Oh yeah. It's really good coffee. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see how you, how this all turns out, how it plays out, and the feedback that you get. Uh, it's so affordable that anybody can kind of just, you know. Well, there'll be feedback. Something. See, the, <coughs> excuse me. One of the concepts is you get people involved as a sort of a community who are members to help steer how the ship goes. Right. So once people get involved and you look at who's involved, there'll probably be different groups. They I almost become their own board. Well, you, yeah, you, you take care of things and you, you, you look at a way to how to make it better and what they need to do their jobs better. Uh, Kit Moore says, and Kit Moore is an accountant in Shadow. Oh, Kit's working with us. Uh, awesome. Henry, let's discuss sponsoring, sponsorship opportunities. I'm interested in being a first sponsor. Well, Kit, that's fantastic. Why don't we call it the Kit Moore Building? The Kit he's Moore awesome, building. by the way. He's, he's my accountant, and he also volunteers time for young businesses that he'll work with young people yeah. who want. And he's a, he's a single proprietor. Mary and I met with him, and uh, he's part of our team now, so... Thank you for that, Kit. But certainly, Kit, yeah, man, Kit, just get a hold of me and you can do the building. The building would be really cool, Kit, to have your name on the building. Absolutely. But if you're not into that, just let me know. We'll do it today. Awesome stuff. Um, I want to talk. You brought me another book. You yeah. always have a book. Well, not How many books have you wrote? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's just... Shrink Money Advice, Millennials to Boomers, How to Invest Today by Dr. <coughs> Henry Joseph Savak. So here's what happened. So 10 years ago, right, 10 years ago, I wrote this thing about a couple. And they lived in Toronto, and they didn't like, it was a fictitious couple. And they didn't like their life, and they, they didn't, you know, they were making a lot of money spending it before they could do with it. So the question is, what should they do? So typical type of book like this. They live beside some neighbors who seem to have their life together. And then they start to make some changes financially, mainly financially, but some personal too, because my background is a shrink. So they basically make these changes. So the question in the book that I try to address is, if you had listened to them 10 years ago, that neighborhood couple, where would you be today? Right. And what would you do with the money for the next 10 years? So that's really what the book's about. Okay. Uh, so the stories, again, as I told it 10 years ago, and then there's the next step, which is how much money did they make? And what would you do to invest that money today? Right. And, you, you know, you brought up <clears throat> the building we talked about taxes. One of the things we invest a lot in is, is in the east coast of Canada because property taxes, if I was building this in a, in a similar town in Nova Scotia, instead of four to 5,000, taxes would be 1,200. Right. So there's a real difference in, in, in when you're doing this type of investing. You know, property taxes doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a significant barrier to a, to a startup to start their own business when they're buying property. Uh, Benton, sorry about having trouble hearing. Uh, and she has her speaker up loud. Henry, you got to talk louder, man. Sure. <laughs> Usually I you don't. Can, can you hear me, Johnette? Hopefully you can hear uh, Henry. Uh, 
But yeah, like uh, that's kind of like uh, in fitness. When you start in fitness, I always tell people, if you would have started and finished and did right. what you wanted to do in 2018, right. where would you be right now? Well, nobody talks about 10 years, and I also talk about millennials, because millennials feel that there's no way they can do what we did in our day, right? So I talk about, um, and I have a podcast by the same name, Shrink Money Advice, which is free. People can go listen. And one of the things I try to do is say, okay, if, you're, if, you're, if I'm a millennial and I'm living in my parents' basement, how do I get up? What do I do? That's one of the questions. So one of the questions is you, you save all the money you can, and the second piece, what you can do, you want to buy a duplex, live in half, and rent the other half out. And usually when I talk to young people about this, the majority say, I would never do that. And I say, well, why not? Well, I don't want to live beside somebody. Right. Well, when I was 20, I didn't care where yeah. I was living, as long as it was, you know, reasonably safe and we were okay. So there's a different perspective on that. But you can do it today. The question is, what should you do if you're 25 or if you're 62 or 70? Uh, if you're wanting to invest today. And I think you're in real estate. You know you know how wonderful that can be. And uh, that's that's the idea. Oh, I got to I gotta get to a question oh. from Johnette. What is the question? Hi, Johnette. Um, interesting concept. And curious to know what types of businesses you think that might be suitable to participate. So what what businesses do you think would be well, ideal? There's a, there's a branch to that. So one of the things I've always thought about is, is uh, people who write a lot of code. Like right now, we're looking for a WordPress expert to help us with some of the websites. Okay. And that can be anybody who works in Glenham or Richdown or anywhere. It doesn't matter where you work. But we'd like it to be local. Well, that's the ideal job to have in there, well, right? Well, <laughs> that or people who, who are involved in some type of service business where they need, and also to meet one client for a business meeting. So it could be, as we talked earlier, it could be anybody from an established professional who needs you know, a bit of office space occasionally to a young person who isn't sure or wants to start, say, a tech company or, or write software or whatever. So it's, good. it's not for artists. It's not for artisans to build things. It's, it's pretty much for a technology-based company. And the other thought I had was if we get together once we get going, there's an opportunity to learn coding. You probably knew that. You can actually learn how to code. University of Toronto has a really incredible coding program. You do it all online. Okay. So there may be an opportunity down the road for some type of scholarship situation where a young person or a person in their next career could learn to code. I think it's about four months. All right. So we may have a dedicated space for something like that down the road. But, but honestly, John, I'm not sure. We're going we're gonna to open it and see what... I know I, there's need, we just don't know. And I think it also creates um, an opportunity for people just to be creative and try yeah. something. So you always get some pretty interesting ideas that you start up there. Well, and, and, and I think the meeting room, I'd like to call it an action room, because a lot of times folks sit around talking about, if I could do this, if I could do that, I have this great idea. Well, we all have like crazy <laughs> ideas every day, but you have to do something with them. So the question is, how do you take someone from a great idea to getting action? Because action, I mean, fear is huge. Yeah. Everybody's going to tell you why you're going to fail. And the biggest reason we don't try things is because we're afraid of something. And if we can help people get over that piece, uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, we all aren't successful <laughs> majority of the time. And if you think about, I always go back to the, to the, you know, the, the Vegas. You were just in Las Vegas. The odds don't have to be more than, you know, a little better than a coin flip, and you're going to do very well. Mm -hmm. So if you have ten ideas and five of them don't proceed, and you still have a few that do, you're going to be okay. Well, you just get all the bad ones out of the way. Well, they're not bad ones as long as you <laughs> learn from them. I mean, we all make bad ones. But I think part of it is helping young people and, and all people my age who are into the next stage of life to have some fun with this because most people, I think, back to Jeanette's question, we really never stop working. We just do something different. Right. Or something different. Yeah. So how would people, especially young people, get over the fear? Of starting. Well, you, you have to look at where it's coming from. And, and one of the things I talk about in the book is we all were brought up, 
people, our parents always talked about money, or at least we saw how they interacted with money. And some of the definitions we have, we have to look at. So there'll always be enough money, or money's a bad thing because it just you, you've taken it from someone, or whatever it may be. We generally live our life based on those belief systems. We also base our, our life on the belief system of what is a loss or failure. Mean. So there's nothing wrong. I mean, if you're not failing, you're not living life. And so sometimes we're so afraid to make a mistake, we don't, we don't step out there. So giving people permission and understanding, look, I've made zillions of mistakes, no surprise, because we've known each other for a while. I've, I've had significant numbers of times when things didn't quite work out. I mean, you talk real estate. I remember buying a building, I drove by it, and I bought it. Didn't even look at it, which was really stupid, right? And it had all kinds of problems. It was flooding, and the roof, it was stupid. It was one of my first, so I survived that, and we survived many things by, by learning just to work through it but also to realize you have to, you have to take action. People, okay. If you don't take action, you can't achieve what you want to achieve. And later on, after you take so much action, uh, like you know, if I go back 20 years, I'm scared to do everything. Mm -hmm. Now nothing seems as scary, so when you try something else, you're like, well. You know, and, and that's true. And your then risk tolerance, I your, guess. Your risk changes, but the other thing is, I think what you value in life changes, because as you get older, as I have, <laughs> You know, I, I talk about uh, the, the, the story of lying on a, by a pool and finding chi. Do you know what chi is? I do not know. I didn't either. So I, got, I was on a beach in Florida. So like not finding a, your chi? Well, no, I don't know what it is. I, <laughs> I'm sure some people would know here, but if you, if you Google it, it's about sort of getting in a sense where your brain is kind of connected with things differently. I can't explain it. It's kind of like two stories. So we're, we're, we're in Florida a year ago, and um, plane, planes canceled. And I, I didn't have anything to do because my phone wasn't working or something. So I was just sitting there looking at clouds for three hours, which is really, I can't look at anything. <laughs> I was looking at clouds there. And my wife says to me, Mary says, well, the flight's been canceled. And oh, I said, oh, who cares? And she said, there's something wrong with you. I go, no, it doesn't matter. And we ended up staying an extra day or two, and I forget how we ended up getting there. But I got to tell you, something weird happened because since that day, things that used to bother me don't bother me. Nothing, it's weird. You start realizing that, you know, no matter what you do, most of it's not that important. Okay. Things that you think are important, they're not that important. And there's a few things that you fight to the death for. Yeah. So on the one hand, I think finding chi, as I talk about in the book, and I think when you talk about young people to come to this kind of space, it would be cool not just to have the business, but also to have the other side, and I don't want to sound too local like here, but you know, to have that other side of how do you connect spiritually, and I'm not talking formal religion, right? I'm just talking about how do you connect with the reason you're doing what you're doing. Like why do you do what you do? What is, what is the reason we get up every day and do what we do? Everybody has their own story. Awesome stuff. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at now, which is weird. <laughs> it's really weird. It's well, really crazy. Uh, I watched the, uh, have you ever watched this documentary, <laughs> The Bill Murray Stories? No, but I love Bill Murray. I tell you what, uh, go watch it because it, it ends up being, it doesn't matter, you know. And he shows up to all these places for years. Yeah, yeah. But now this one guy went out and documented the whole thing of how he shows up to these random places and washes dishes at a frat party yeah. or yeah, well, and uh, yeah. just it is a very neat but you still thing. have to take care of what's yeah. important it doesn't yeah. mean you just suddenly sell all your belongings yeah. and you know, sail across the world or something yeah. maybe it does for some people but when I called a buddy of mine I said you know something weird happened he said well you found Qi and then Qi in China and Prana in India and I started looking this up and I guess I wasn't looking for it I just, <laughs> so I don't know what happens but I think a lot of people get to that point and when you get to that point, you want other people to get there because when they call you up and they're upset about something, you go, like, it's not a big deal. 
and they get upset with you because you're not upset about it. You right. say, well, it's not a big deal. It's just this or that. But then the other part, the corollary to that is, when you're with people who have the power to change lives and, and make it great, and they don't, it drives you crazy. Because mm -hmm. you know exactly what kind of should happen or maybe could happen. But some people just ignore that opportunity to help other people. Because they're in situations where they couldn't for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, here you go, guys. Um, or here you go, Hank. Oh, who's uh, John says, she uh, <laughs> is a term used in Chinese medicine theory and has no English word equivalent. The closest concept would be life force energy. Yeah. It is also sometimes spelled ki, uh, QI or KI in what is, Japanese. What is life force energy? I don't even know what it means. You just, all I know is you feel you feel really like I don't smoke pot, but I imagine that's what it's like. And you're not really you're, sorry. I mean, you're not really, um, but you're not like tuning out. You're not stopping doing what you normally do. You just do it in a different way. A more relaxed. Uh, I wouldn't say relaxed. <laughs> My wife wouldn't say relaxed. But I, I think it's a it's a question. You know, the learning thing. You talked about the um, why are we building this building? It's going to be a huge learning experience. It's going to be a blast. Is this fun for you? Oh, we do something, yeah, we do something new like this probably every two or three years. We built something in uh, Nova Scotia about six years ago. Then we built something in Niagara Falls. And we built a handicapped home in Ridgetown for fun. And, and this is just another one of those really cool things that pushes the limits, right? Pushes right. you like crazy. Because I can't build anything. I couldn't, you know, put up a sign. <laughs> but, it, but you have to know sort of what you do. So, so that's really going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. Any other projects that you've done in the past that are kind of, what's your coolest project that you've been a part of? I don't, I think they're all, I, I get really uh, jacked up when young people become successful. So if you mentor someone and, you know, they look at you kind of funny and you go, if you just, you know, you don't have to do what I'm suggesting you do, but maybe consider this possibility. <laughs> and they, they, on their own, they figure it out and they're successful and you can see that they can do it. That's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, and, and on a business side, it's just fun, just, just taking care of things and, and uh, I have three adult children, and probably and my wife. So the biggest joy, of course, is the family. Um, yeah. Awesome. The biggest joy. All right, guys. Well, thank you for watching. Uh, thanks to Charlie's Cafe. I'm going to come back here and do a thing on their gym. This is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and thank you to Barista Matt. Matt, thank you. For the great coffee. Hey, guys, if you're out and about in the Blenheim area, this is the spot. And apparently been known as the best coffee. Now, just to say, if you, want to, if you want to get involved with our project, just go to our Facebook site. I believe it's um, Blenheim Shared Office BI. We'll link it in here. We'll oh, okay, sure okay. People know. Let us know, and, uh, and if you want to get involved, if you can wear a hard hat and do a shovel, maybe yeah. we'll get you involved. Well, I think a lot of people are kind of excited. It's an exciting concept, and it's exciting we'll get it done. And I think people will be contacting you shortly. So, yeah, we'll put that stuff in the links. Uh, well, I'll you know, redistribute this and uh, add that so people can contact you. <clears throat> you do great work, by the way. Uh, thank, thank you, you so much, much for inviting me in to do this and coming to Blenheim. Well, it was exciting for me, so I was like, oh, <laughs> we got to talk about this. This is cool. Right? Hopefully we'll talk again. As we <laughs> All right. Okay, hit the share button, guys. Thank you for watching, and see you again soon. And thanks, Henry, for thank uh, being here. Thank you. Thanks for watching. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com.